Welcome back. I'm Karen, Founder and Managing Director of Orchid Leadership Coaching and Consultancy Limited. Encouraging you to embrace the leader within. Whether you're a CEO leading a company, an executive leading a team of innovators, an emerging entrepreneur, or a working or stay-at-home parent leading the family and home. Now's the time to embrace the future. Empower the new you. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 3 of Enlightened Leadership Coaching Snippets, a new season of podcasts linking to domains of leadership, where we will be exploring different terrains and jurisdictions where one potentially may lead, whilst reviewing some key starting points and strategies within that leadership journey. In this episode, we'll be deep diving into leading others, awakening the team leader. If you missed our earlier episodes, don't worry. They're available to download on numerous major podcast platforms, now including YouTube under Orchid Leadership. Do ensure to like and subscribe or follow, so not to miss out on future upcoming episodes. Getting back to today's episode, focusing on leading others, awakening the team leader. In this episode, we'll be exploring how we awaken team leadership in others, as well as how we might branch out and lead others in a team as an aspiring leader. We will also discuss what expectations we might set for ourselves and how to create and maintain that team ethic in ourselves and others. Some key areas to initially identify are what type of group or team are you setting out to lead? What strategies might you use to develop this new team? How then do you logically lead and sustain? How might you ensure the integrity and meaningfulness of meetings? And how might you develop group or team evaluating and learning processes? When establishing these vital areas, it's crucial to acknowledge who you are as a leader and the non-negotiable role of relationship building when building, establishing and empowering a sustainable, dynamic and future-focused team. So, let's leap right in. As a leader, who are you? What styles do you represent and how do you engage? It's important to determine and be self-aware regarding your own leadership style and capacity. And this means investing time in purposeful reflection, as well as humble honesty with oneself. It's also useful to help determine how flexible, in reality, you are in your style of leadership, based upon environment, situation and outcome requirement. Perhaps consider how you respond to certain situations when decision-making is involved. This can provide you with insight into how you prefer to lead. This, of course, can and should be adaptable, pending the situation or environment. For example, 
There are times where we need to be autocratic, particularly in emergency situations, where we need to quickly and safely make an instant decision. However, there are also times where a more democratic and coaching stance can be taken to be more inclusive and bring in the full diversity of your team talents. As we begin to gain an awareness of our capacity for flexible leadership styles, we need to establish the nature of team we are leading, as this may also determine how leadership might look. Are we temporarily combining internal or externally based members together to solve a real-world priority through posed questions and action taken in between meetings, which creates action-based learning? Are we building a committee to lead a particular project? Or perhaps the group is a community of practice where informal learning can be gained through engaging in common themes or topics where members have a shared interest, passion or background. We could also be developing a team centred around design thinking where hands-on innovation is the focus for new products or services that may solve a problem through empathy with the user, definition of the need, idea formulation, development of prototypes and testing. We may also be gathering specific feedback and ideas in a dialogue, discussion or focus group. Or alternatively, a team may be combined to engage with clients or customers who they serve through process consultation to help build relationships and solution-based processes. In addition, talents may be combined in a cross-functional team for a wider, large-scale organisational intervention of change leadership and organisation-wide transformation, involving shifts in culture, distributed leadership, active engagement of all stakeholders, nurturing of change agent leaders, and changes or reinvention in multiple systems or processes. We may also encounter self-managed or virtual teams in our leadership role, where there is a strong ownership, participation and autonomy, giving members certain latitude in how they achieve the overall outcome. The role of leadership is adaptable and may change depending on what stage the team has reached in development. Once we have established the nature of the group or team and its purpose, as well as the best means and style of leadership required to achieve desired results, we need to consider the capacity and expertise required within the team framework that is diverse and complementary and recruit with DEIJ, diversity, equity, inclusion and justice in mind. After congregating the core individuals that make up the team dynamic, we need developmental strategies. How do we build these individuals and bring them together as a team? Far too often, teams are created by gathering individuals and hoping they will work cohesively together without the necessary work to build the team through complementary dynamics. Teams can be exceptionally effective when skillfully designed and supported. This doesn't mean simply combining and creating a typical team building exercise 
where individuals are thrown together in a challenge activity or outdoor survival pursuit and simply observed as to how they cohesively exist. We must, as leaders, know how the individuals will complement each other in terms of skill, experience, innovation and communication before combining. In essence, it comes down to the basics of essential relationship building, which acts as a constant throughout a team's existence. Not just surfacing for one-off team building days or weekends. It's a constant where trust and transparency is developed and nurtured, encouraging collaboration, innovation of ideas and areas of agreed autonomy to enable and empower. There is no quick fix or easy route to that effective team dynamic. It takes invested time and energy. There are stages of team development that ultimately one cannot avoid if we wish to have longevity and sustainability. And that is of the well-established forming, storming, norming and performing. Forming, where members are introduced together and adjust to who each other is and what they bring to the table. Leadership brings clarity and shared vision to the group dynamic and it is here where certain roles may gradually be absorbed by those members most suited. For example, in areas of project leadership, communications, resources, finance and budgeting. Storming. Here, members voice their ideas and find commonality of views and purposes and priorities. Leadership enables and empowers individuals to feel represented and for their voice to be heard and understood. Norming then enables members to unite and share common commitment to the purpose, goals, strategies and priorities of the team. Then we come to performing. We see the team working effectively and cohesively towards common goals and outcomes. Leadership becomes more indirect as members take on larger responsibility and accountability for shared leadership among the team. With reflective processes and regular learning interventions, we should also not forget closing and celebration when outcomes or significant milestones have been collectively achieved leadership is to acknowledge this juncture of the life milestone of the team to further motivate and unite the team in its continued journey as well as positively influencing others within the organization to inspire beyond the team the team building continues with contribution from all team members towards smart goal setting, followed by clear objectives being established for measuring team effectiveness. Something equally essential is defining a process for the means of and regularity of communications within and from the team. Another step is establishing protocols and procedures for team decision making and problem solving. By this stage, roles and areas of autonomy should be well-defined in readiness for sustainability. Where your leadership becomes indirect, allowing the free flow of information and updates to come from the team at agreed junctures. 
along with procedures in how new members might be onboarded into an established and effective team. Some effective skills to develop in those aspiring towards team leadership from within the team structure would begin with relationship building and develop towards empathy, compassion and an active concern for a team's welfare. A non-negotiable is effective communications and strength in active listening, incorporating essential attributes in emotional as well as social intelligence, of being present in body and mind, approachable, being genuinely curious, a good observer of body language with self-awareness and self-regulation. Another essential is integrity, honesty and authenticity, with the capacity to build and sustain a culture of trust. Without trust, there is no team. Setting the example and walking the walk is paramount. Additional areas would include capacity in simple risk assessment and problem solving, as well as developing the beginnings of distributed leadership. Being a transparent mediator and negotiator is a plus point. Conflicts are commonplace and cannot always be avoided. How you deal with conflict, however, can firmly establish your credibility and strength. Regular public acknowledgement and praise creates value, a sense of belonging and increases motivation to go beyond. And as a given, we should hold a safe space of respect for each team member. Remaining positive and leading team motivation will bring about the best in team members and will create a safe, positive work environment where members feel comfortable to share ideas and initiatives. Equally, time management is a good discipline to master, whether that be linked to meetings, deadlines and leadership, or within a more personalised work-life integration. Being able to empower team members through coaching and mentorship is a real asset. Equally, to have your own coach while growing in leadership is of great value. To ensure team meetings are purposeful, we need to ensure everyone is present, not just in body, but total presence. This needs us to apply a degree of mindfulness. A purposeful pause of around 60 seconds to allow team members to do whatever they need to do to be present. This could be taking several mindful breaths. It could be a quick stretch, or it could even be sending that last text or email. By starting with a moment of presence, this practice not only builds the momentum of focused engagement, but also helps to create a broader culture of mindfulness. A focused agenda, shared in advance, with shared items from team members will also enable everyone to own the meeting space and to productively contribute. In addition, rotating who leads or coordinates a meeting can also create more openness and opportunities for more voices to be heard. Plus, this will empower every team member to lead. Within the meeting, take small temperature checks from among the team to establish energy and motivation levels, whilst breaking for a few moments at regular intervals to stretch 
or to complete a fun activity to bring back focus and to re-motivate. When thinking in terms of evaluation and performance appraisal, you need to view it as an ongoing discussion, a continuum throughout a cycle, not just a three-meeting-a-year tick-box necessity. This requires regular reflection, feedback and feed-forward mechanisms, and a planned career trajectory with built-in goals and developmental milestones that come about via coaching, mentoring and developmental processes that are available throughout every level of the organisation. Such analysis is two-way, not top-down, and serves as a developmental process for the individual, team and overall organisational needs. If done well, this provides ongoing talent management strategies towards next-generation leaders, enables smooth succession planning with a pool of potential candidates who are growing and consistently nurtured with the organization's model needs and capacity, thus reducing the need for excessive staff recruitment and greater assurance of staff contentment and retention. When we then review the expectations we place on ourselves, either as someone who identifies and nurtures the capacity for team leadership in others, or as someone who is aspiring towards team leadership for the first time, we need not only to have the capacity of trust and respect for others, but also of ourselves. To trust in our own capacity to make those important decisions and to empower growth in others. Building and sustaining relationships is absolute key in this process and should always be maintained as a core focus in a leader's vision and game plan. We also need to view this from a sustainability and future focus requirement. Building or leading teams requires secure and well-communicated processes and procedures to promote sustainability and growth in individuals, teams and the overall organisation. It's a shift in culture towards a developmental approach combined with servant leadership which provides agility, resilience, relevance to the marketplace, empowerment, ownership and shared success at every milestone of the team's and ultimately organisation's journey. A challenge I lay before you. Take measure of your capacity and readiness to lead others. How well do you know yourself as a leader? What shifts need to happen for you to place trust in yourself as not just an aspiring team leader, but a respected and empowering team leader who has the aptitude to grow and nurture individual and team capacity and performance? Feel free to get in contact if you'd like to gain additional clarity in any of the areas discussed in today's episode and if you'd like to enhance your inner leadership journey. And feel free to share some of your follow-up actions with me on any of my social media platforms, including my YouTube channel, Orchid Leadership. Alternatively, share a comment with me right here on Podbean, where the podcast is hosted after listening. I look forward to our next podcast session which will continue this season linking to Domains of Leadership, where we will be deep diving into leading others, awakening executive parenthood. So make sure you tune in next time and engage with me after the session. 
about your thoughts and personal takeaways. Until then, please remember if this podcast episode added value to your day or evening, download it, share it with your colleagues and friends, and of course, ensure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss out on future episodes. And remember, embrace the future, empower the new you, awaken the leader within, and let's take back control of our aspirations. Thanks for listening.